Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. This is episode 170, uh, season number two. Uh, and today we have a, a question, um, an audio question that came in from uh, Terry Sutton, the uh, host of the um, Savage Watch uh, webpage, which deals with unexplained. Uh, disappearances, unsolved uh, homicides, and other things like that. And Terry's question uh, really has to do with uh, the division of sexual abusers when it comes to children, um, because it seems that the general public uh, has different versions of what um, what they believe... Um, definition of a pedophile and a sexual predator uh, are. Uh, this is, uh, let me just uh, go to a clip and try to find uh, Terry's uh, question here. Mike, this is Terry from SavageWatch.com. My question for you on this podcast is one that's kind of a controversial and disturbing nature. Uh, it involves the uh, abuse, sexual abuse, and violence abuse of children. I think one of the big misconceptions people have is that they view child predators and pedophiles as being one and the same. However, you've told me in the past that they're different. Can you explain to me and the listeners what the difference is between a child predator and a pedophile? Well, the answer is uh, Terry's question. There, there are actually two bigger differences, and although they're similar in certain means and contexts, the difference between what becomes a pedophile and who is a pedophile compared to who is a sexual predator and what the differences are, um, there, there are two different differences. Um, a pedophile... Uh, the word pedophile in Latin is the lover of children. Looks as children, although in a sexual nature and contact, uh, also looks at them for companionship. Uh, although a pedophile will sexually abuse children, it is most often not the case that a pedophile will injure or kill a a child. Uh, as a matter of fact, the average uh, pedophile uh, thinks that the murder of a child is um, is tragic. Although similar to the sexual predator, where sexual contact is made. Uh, the ending results is are, are different. Okay, uh, pedophiles will, you'll usually find will be the ones that uh, will have sexual contact with uh, children. They won't hurt them, and eventually down the road, these are the ones that are exposed because uh, as children get older, um, they slip up, but they generally won't will not injure or hurt a child. However, a sexual predator 
it's something of a totally different and more dangerous breed of uh, predator. And, and sexual predators can either be categorized as uh, predators that like children, pred predators that, that go uh, target adults. Uh, some are even sex-specific, uh, you know, some like females, some like males, uh, very seldom are they, um, very seldom do they go after both. Within, within the category of sexual predators, these are the most dangerous. And the reason I say they're the most dangerous, usually they're victims within three hours. If the victim isn't found within three hours, usually they're deceased. Um, and we have two types. We have a power, what we call a power reassurance uh, predator. Uh, this person is generally, a, in, in life, is an underachiever. He's somebody that's like a social odd, oddball. Uh, he displays poor decision-making skills. He has low skill levels. Uh, you know, he... Um, He'll also be a person that you'll notice will have really weird um, sexual um, fetishes. And they murder the children or the adults because they believe that the, um, believe that the murder will uh, silence the victim. And the, uh, hi by hiding the body, it distances themselves. It has nothing to do with not being caught. It has to do with distancing themselves from, you know, the crime they just committed. Um, these are these people are, I think, uh, more opti uh, opportunity-driven. Uh, when there's an opportunity there, they um, they take it. You know, uh, if they see a victim, they randomly they don't they don't have any specific um, preferences. It's just who's more, you know, the opportunity they have. Now, the anger, uh, sadistic type of uh, predator, uh, they usually uh, have a higher education level. Um, they're socially accepted, which means basically they can just mingle with any any group of people, you know, smart, you know, less educated, um, people that have money, people that don't have money. Uh, these people are, will actually um, select and choose their victim. It's not like it's an opportunistic or random occurrence. They, they will actually um, sit there and choose a victim. Um, these people are usually more emotionless. Um, often they're, they fit into society well. They're often well-known people, uh, often married with children. Um, and the reason they will hide the body isn't so much to detach themselves or distance themselves from um, the murder itself, but they do it so that the crime isn't really 
either discovered or easily investigated. This way it allows them to do commit other crimes. And these two are just, you know, the opportunistic one is more more likely the one that's going to get caught faster. The, uh, you know, the, the one that um, is a uh, anger sadistic type. Uh, it's going to take longer to catch them. Uh, these are the these are people that are usually well known in the community. They can very easily blend in. So there are a, there there are there are big differences, but the difference really between a predator and a uh, pedophile is that the pedophile is less likely to injure or kill a child. You know these would obviously you know. Um, you see this so often in, you know, cases that have to do with priests, school teachers. You know, they they have, you know, they they're opportunistic. They have they have the children there, but yet at the same time, they are least likely to injure or murder a child. The um, predator is different because whether he's opportunistic or calculating they will murder the child because there's that that's 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 the gateway between both of them although they're to be motivated by and that like I said the, the pedophile is attracted to children specifically not adults where the um, where the predator can be either or so Again, they're more dangerous because these are the ones that will kill kill a child. Either classification of predator will, will kill a child just to either hide the crime, distance themselves, and uh, so they can continue doing what they're doing. Now, on the other hand, what people need to realize is that when a child or even an adult is abducted, more so ch- a child that the average lifespan is only three hours. Um, in most cases, over 90% of the cases. Uh, you know, that's why when a child disappears, and when I say child, I go all the way from elementary school level up to high school level. Um, you have to... Immediately, immediately uh, notify law enforcement. Immediately start providing, being able to provide information. And this is one thing where a lot of people, uh, I, I have to tell you, your your kids, your child's friends or new acquaintances, uh, you need to know who they are. If your kid says, "Well, you know, I was at the park and I met this person," this that, you know, you need to be diligent. You know. Um, Finding out about these people because honestly, these are the these are the people that are going to be the abductors. They're going to work their way in um, as acquaintances, so on and so forth. Teenagers nowadays, um, because our society now unfortunately has such lax lax uh, rules about what, what law enforcement can do. Uh, children nowadays, they just walk out of school. Um, they, 
they skip school, they do this, they do that. Not that it's not ever been common, but nowadays, if uh, somebody in elementary school goes to walk out of school, teachers can't even touch them, they got to let them go. You know, so this puts another, you know, another issue at hand because now you can't, you know, tell them, hey, you're not leaving the school. And by allowing them to leave the school, it presents a, uh, a danger to the child because you don't know where they're going, who they're meeting up with, <clears throat> who they're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, who they're going to meet up with between point A and B. You don't know that. So our society has laxed, <clears throat> laxed ourselves so much up on um, what we can and can't do, what our school officials can and can't do, what law enforcement can and can't do. It only hinders our ability to be able to um, hinders our ability to be able to um, uh, find children, find them fastly, investigate crime. But what you need to know is there's, there's going to be a lot of uh, questions that are going to be asked during the investigation, and it could be you know their friends. That's why I tell you again, it's important for parents to know their first, their friend's first last name and where they live. Okay. My kid, I've always done that, even though he's 18 now. When he was young, I want to know your friend's first name, last name, and where they live. I don't want to know what their street name is. I don't care what, they're, what they call them on the street. It doesn't matter to me. I want to know who and where I can find these kids. Um, you know, you have to be a little more observant. You know, you sent your kid to school that day. What were they wearing? Do they have glasses? Do they have scars? Do they have certain jewelry, tattoos, whatever? Because it's an important fact that these kids are found as fast as they can. Okay, and don't always assume that because your child is home that they're out there with somebody else. Um, you know, and and one uh, one really one case that comes uh, to mind is the one in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, the LeBron case, where she the Bianca LeBron case, where she. Uh, didn't return home from school. Everybody thought she was over a friend's house. Ten years old. Nobody, nobody even questioned it until uh, until they realized later at night that she wasn't coming home. Uh, she was known to have been have physical contact. She was the um, uh, let me see, she was 21 year old. Everybody thought that was okay in the family. I mean, you know, you see what I'm saying. You know, you set yourself up for. Um, this, this type of um, tragic ending. Uh, she was never found. So, with that being in mind, uh, Terry, I hope I answered your question. Uh, if you have any more, feel free. Audience has any more, you can feel free to send me uh, send me a question uh, audio, and uh, we'll make sure we play it. Uh, we'll make sure we answer it for you, and. Uh, as I always say at the end of it, if you're in a dark place, dark woods, dark alleyway, dark street, dark room at night, the first question you got to ask yourself is, one, what the hell are you doing there? Second, you better have known where the back door, the back side entrance, or a nearest window was, because if you don't know and you hear footsteps coming up behind you, you could be the next person on our show, and not in a good way.